1: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPN U. And look Ooh. who's here, Key. Who? I'm back. J. Will.
3: <clears throat> what was it? Who, who, oh, J. Oh, he was hanging out in Miami, huh? <clears throat>
4: um, no. where you were? Uh, I went on vacation, caught COVID on vacation. That was fun. Nothing <laughs> no, better than were, that.
3: Uh, Oh, I thought you was in my. Oh, okay, my bad. Sorry. No, 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 no. I was. Uh, some I, reason was I thought you were in Miami. In a dope spot, though.
4: Yeah. It, it was good to quarantine. Covid in a dope spot. Knocked
2: your beard out, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Looks I good. A, I wanted a clean start. Yeah. A fresh start. Yeah, fresh yeah, man. Start I hear you. Tonight.
2: Get all those right. little COVID germs off yeah, your yeah, face. Get a, yeah.
4: You know. Wipe <laughs> it off a little
2: bit. Man. We wipe are presented by Progressive Insurance. You could be a part of Keyshawn J Willamax Nation on the Dr Pepper call in line. Oh, we're getting right back into Hurts and, and and not only Micah Parsons and Jalen Hurts, but Jordan Mylotta, the big left tackle. He was like a project that hadn't played football and everything, like a rugby guy. They took he was one of the best left tackles in football last that's really the matchup. Parsons and Mylotta Christmas Eve on his way to trying to go get Jalen Hurts. Anyway, you can call us at 888-SAY-ESPN-729-3776. ESPN ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So guys, Jalen Hurts was, of course, asked about Micah Parsons and what he said. because Micah Parsons was on the Voncast, Von Miller's podcast, and said, talking about MVP, is it really Hurts or is it the team? And Vong was trying to, you know, like, well, no, I think it's both. Mike is like, basically like, look, uh, I don't think he's as good as people say he is. He didn't say that, but that's what he was driving at. <laughs> Jalen Hurts was asked about it at the press conference. How will Jalen Hurts respond? How did he respond? This guy, the leader, the guy who does everything right, exactly what you want the CEO of your team to be, Jalen Hurts? Listen to this answer.
5: Jalen, uh, Michael Parsons had some comments about your success and whether it was, you know, more attributed to yourself or or team and, and scheme. curious to,
2: to get your thoughts on that. We're, we're about the Bears right now. Key, I mean, that's the right answer, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, why, why does Jalen Hurts need to defend his play to anyone? Right? I mean, they played Michael Parsons several weeks ago. And they won the football game. And, in fact, they went at Michael Parsons in the running game. They didn't run away from him. They ran at him. So when you when you look at it, I'm sure Jalen Hurts is sitting around and saying, whatever, at the end of the day, he's got to see him on Christmas Eve. Michael Parsons has to see Jalen Hurts on Christmas Eve. And if Michael Parsons does what he probably will do, get a couple sacks and all the other things, and if they win the game, then he can maybe steal some MVP votes, and if Jalen Hurts goes there ball, then Jalen Hurts will stay doing what Jalen Hurts does. Yo, that's I the, just realized that's what, what is.
2: this is. I didn't realize it till you just said that key where they ran right at him. Right? People have mentioned that, but the way you said that, it did. You know, in, in boxing, sometimes you'll get a dude, he's going into a fight. Dude can really move, right? So he's like, man, I hope he stands and fights, doesn't run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yo, your job is to try to corner him, man. Stop. He might, he's trying to move and he's trying to box you, right? That's what, that's what Parsons is doing. What did they do last time? They ran at him. So Parsons is sitting there saying, yeah, sure, they got a run game. They have an offensive line. They got backs. They got players. Yeah, you can run at me. You don't want to give me a shot at Jalen Hurts, right? But is he really doing it? Jay, I think that's what he's really saying from his experience in their last matchup. So when I heard this the other day, I was
4: actually in the car uh, waiting and reading an article, and Rich Flex was on. Have you heard that song by Drake and 21 Savage? And um, one of the lyrics by Drake kind of said, like, you know, all you bros, you need to remember who you're talking to. It's a Slaughter Gang CEO, right? It's one of my favorite lines in that song. I like that Micah Parsons has came out and said what time it is. Now, I've seen him kind of backtrack it. Don't backtrack it. You don't need to, man. Like, let Jalen Hurts be the the proper executive of his team, his CEO. You be the executive of your damn team. This is a division rival. I don't need to like you. I'm trying to beat your head in to the white meat. Like, I'm trying to sack you multiple times. I'm trying to punish you. Like, yeah, y'all ran at me, but fine. Like, I'm going to start trash talking. It's okay. Isn't this what we want to see in sports? I'm tired of watching LeBron James and Draymond Green be on the court together and dap each other up and laugh. I don't need to see that. It, I, I want to actually see you not like somebody and come at – this is the Cowboys versus the Eagles. Christmas Eve. The, Christmas Eve. Oh. NFC East. Come on, the best division in, in football right now. Go at each other's neck. And Jalen Hurts, handle it whatever way you want to handle it. But I know what time it is when Christmas Eve game comes. I'm watching
3: that now, and I should be watching. It. But that's—I I, I would think that Michael Parsons probably should be worried about the Jaguars right about now, and not oh worried about—and not worried uh, about the Chicago. That's, uh, that's about key to The Philadelphia punk, not, Eagles not the real this key. early, two weeks in advance. I mean, I would—I would, I would I think you on would what's be in front be of you. worried about that. Much like the Philadelphia Eagles are worried about the Chicago Bears and concentrating on that. That's it's not cool about being a politician. About. Why are you talking about a team? two weeks from now that you, and, and, and the Jaguars are a very dangerous football team and a very high-powered offense with a quarterback. Yeah, don't, let him oh, wait, wait, him. don't let them lose to the out, Jags time now. Time out, time out, time out. I don't, can't, don't I can't talk about up. it. I can't don't talk get about, caught up.
4: I can't talk about a show that we're doing in a week and a half now because it's going to take away my focus from the show we're doing tomorrow. Like, just lose me with all, like, the coaching rhetoric here. Like, well, I guess it's coaching rhetoric. Hold on, hold on, I can't ask well, if somebody. But if you ask me a question, I can't answer it and tell you what I'm thinking? Like that's going to take my attention away from
3: the game that we have to play this weekend? I'm the last person that's going to give you some coaching rhetoric because I could care two dams about that. I'm telling you simple and plain that you got a team in front of you in the Jacksonville Jaguars that could potentially be dangerous for you, and you focused in on a game on Christmas Eve when you just struggled and got out of there on a 98-yard drive orchestrated by your quarterback to get away from the Houston Texans, your focus should solely be on the next game in the Jacksonville Jaguars. It shouldn't be two games. I shouldn't be thinking about the San Diego, or better yet, the Los Angeles Chargers at the end of the season. But that why, makes no why, sense. Why,
4: why do you think that Micah Parsons is not focused on the next game at hand? Because he answered a question? On a podcast. On yeah. a podcast? That, that's what you go on podcast well, well, to do? Answer because like we, you, we, we, we talk about this like all Jaylen the time Hurts, with Draymond I'd Green did, and company like and other Jaylen people. Hurts.
3: That when they go on podcasts, they talk about things. It doesn't mean that they're not focused on what's right in front I, of them. I don't know what they talk about on the podcast. I just know that what he said is different than what Jalen Hurts and Malata said. Which huh, is, Malata. we worried about Chicago. We'll get to them. We're worried about the Chicago Bears because that is our main focus right ah, now. If Eagles
1: you can't left. get
2: past Chicago, how are you going to even worry about the Cowboys? Eagles left tackle Jordan yeah. Mailata. <laughs> he's a baller, too. He was talking about what Micah Parsons said about his quarterback. Remember, Mailata and Mike, that's actually the matchup, right? The edge rusher yeah. against the blindside protection. Here's, here's Jordan Mailata on Micah.
1: Yeah, I'm going to worry about the Chicago Bears this week, man. i uh, worry about this game. Marcus should worry about his game this week, too. So, um, even if I don't know who the f- they're playing, um, part of my language. I mean, just, just worry about who you got this week. You know? That's how we do it here. I'm not going to worry about any other comments anybody said. That's just how we focus.
2: Just worry about who you got this week. My Lada he is with you. And Jalen Hurts. And Micah is, even though he's on the podcast, everything you know when you say something like that, it's yeah. inflammatory, right? I, I really hear that so now right. today as we're talking about it, as he does not want to get run at. He wants to go after Jalen Hurts, not to and not have to worry about the running back.
4: So what if he says something? Like as a fan, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that's what I want to see. All right, focus on your team. Focus on Jacksonville. Nope. You take care of business. Then
2: we'll see you in two weeks. No, no. I mean, I'll put it this way. Talk about right. what Keith said about yeast. There's some yeast on this. As long as Lazile, there wasn't enough already. Christmas Eve, Eagles, Cowboys, mm-hmm. Micah, and Hurts, and now Milo. Steph Curry uh, hurt his shoulder in the Warriors' loss last night. What, what are the Warriors if Steph is out for an extended period of time? It barely went away from home as it is. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio.
1: Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio everywhere you are. You are.
2: Keyshawn J. Will and Max. ESPN Radio. Sirius XM Channel 80. You can download the podcast. You can listen on your smart speaker, say play ESPN. You can scroll down on the ESPN app. You hit more, scroll down to live radio. We are right there, and you can call us at 888 729 3776. 888 say ESPN. It's nuts, man. Steph Curry sets the three point all time record and go and and I was just having this conversation on this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern ESPN. Hands at most. I was just having this conversation yesterday with, um, with RJ, right? And, and with Richard Jefferson on, on this just in. How, like, will this record stand forever? Well, he's changed the game, so someone's going to come along and keep shooting threes. And, yeah, except that if he has a, some crazy long career, like, we don't know how close Steph is to the end. He's still playing at a very, very high level. And the next that night, he hurts his shoulder. Two oh four left in the third quarter. Tried to strip Indiana's uh, Jalen Smith of the ball as Smith drove to the hoop. He's going to have an MRI today. Steph is here's Kendra Andrews, ESPN NBA reporter on Sports Center.
7: I saw Steph in the locker room after the game. I saw him at his locker. He had that left shoulder wrapped up in some ice. He was sitting there eating, laughing with teammates. So reflecting what Steve Kerr said, that he was in positive spirits, uh, he did eventually take that ice off of his shoulder. But I didn't see him use that left arm for mundane tasks, like taking things out of his locker or opening doors. Uh, Now he is going to get the MRI in Philadelphia tomorrow when the team arrives. And the Warriors are trying to maintain a positive outlook on the situation. But of course, there is that cloud of, of nervousness.
2: All right, they're 2 and 12 away from home this year, Say Say again, what are they away from home? 2 and 12, which is the hallmark of a young team usually. Can't win away at from home. home. 12 and 2 at home. Rever- unbeatable at home and you, you they can't buy a win on the road.
4: You know what time it is? What time is it. Steve Kerr time. Hello Steve Kerr. Like we have talked about Steve Kerr being one of the best coaches in all basketball. We often say, Max, back to your point about Bill Belichick and, and Tom Brady. Oh, when Tom Brady's not there, Bill Belichick, what are you doing? Right? So now is an opportunistic time for Steve Kerr with the cast of characters. Oh, by the way, Bob Myers, who did not sign an extension, he's 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 the GM of this team without a deal currently in place with a new contract moving forward. Great now GM. Steve Kerr, right? One of the best coaches in the game of basketball. Without Steph, who's averaging 30 points per game, 50, 40, 90 from the field. <laughs> you just signed Jordan Poole to that four-year, $128 million contract, right? Andrew Wiggins to a bigger deal coming off a world championship. You don't extend Draymond Green. That's looming over the team. We've talked about that. Now it's time to see the true coaching powers of Steve Kirk, because defensively this team is not where they were last year. You talk about losing people like Gary Payton a second – Otto Porton, a Swiss uh, porter, a Swiss army knife, like those are two dynamic pieces of your team defensively that helped carry the load during the playoffs. Now you need guys like Jordan Poole to step up to be that guy, and you need to find a new defensive identity with a team who's younger in
2: key core places. Does this mean they're cooked? Key? No, key no I, don't, I, don't, I don't
3: think they're cooked. I think they got to figure out how to get going on the road. One thing that I've noticed over the last several games is there's a – extraordinary amount of technical fouls that's being called on them. And I don't know if it's because of their attitude, they're buying into the crowd too much or whatever the case may be. Um, You know, but teams like this, they start off slow. Whatever is hangover from the championship maybe a little bit of that, but they start off slow. Now all of a sudden they can get hot quick, fast, in a hurry. Look, Steph Curry's been there. He's been a part of what they've been able to do. I don't know how long he'll be out, if he'll be out at all. Um, I know he missed parts of the game last night because of the shoulder, but moving forward, how long will he be out? That's the key question. As long as he's on the court and he's a part of what they do offensively, we saw a couple years ago when he was missing in action, it was a different ball club. But you got a young guy in Wiggins now who still can contribute. You know, if they can get Clay back going and get him healthy and get him going again, you still have an opportunity to, you know, make things right before all-star break. All you know what I'm
4: saying to you, Max, is, and I watched him play at UVA, like Ty Jerome – Gets exposed multiple times. Like, I go back to what this team was last year with having Gary Payton, a second, who used to pick you up the full length of the court. Like, he would wear opponents down defensively. Well, there was an identity with that team wait, last year, not so much with
2: this year's team. Well, I want to back up for a second, guys, because we showed a graphic on um, ESPN 2 uh, about a minute ago. The home road splits of this team, the reverse, they're unbeatable practically at home, they, they cannot buy a win on the road their point differential look at this you talk about defense jay and this is usually a young team right young teams but when before they can they get good they have to learn to win on the road and this is bizarre because the nucleus of this team is the most experienced in the league in championships look at this guys the opponents points per game meaning the defense largely i mean pace of play count, uh, factors in too this would be if the season ended today the largest home road differential in terms of Opponents scoring against you in the history of the NBA. So, Jay, the question is before we even get to what else they need, why is this happening? Well, even before Steph's injury, they can't. Play. They can't play defense, but they can play it at home, but not on the road. Max,
4: you keep talking about, like, they're an old veteran team. Like, they sent James Wiseman down to the G League because he needed more reps. He wasn't getting reps on this team. You have Moses Moody, second-year guy that's playing pivotal minutes. You have John Kaminga, very talented player, young player in the league. I just made mention of Ty Jerome. A lot of people don't even know where he went to school at. Won the national championship for UVA, but, like, you know, a, a slower foot guy that can shoot the ball, but decent defensively, they have a lot of young pieces that come off the bench that are trying to add to this nucleus that don't
3: bring
2: the same pop that they had last year. It reminds year. me of the Packers with Christian Watson and the young guys key where, like, they're hoping we're going to draft young guys to keep this thing going, we're not going to miss a beat, and hopefully by the middle end of this season they'll be ascending and get it, but you got to hope to time that just right or what you wind up with is some veteran years being wasted on guys who aren't ready yet.
3: Well, when you have a couple young guys trying to play key roles and replacing guys that were playing key roles that left in free agency to get bigger money, which was the right thing to do, you've got to give them time to fall in line. Um, And that's why I said, you know, Steph Curry's been there the whole time, even though the defense has been struggling. He's been part of that struggle, and he's been putting up points on the offensive end, but the defensive end, much like you just showed us there, a 13-point differential – uh, when they play on the road versus when they play at home, they've got to figure out how to slot, slow down or at least stop the bleeding to some degree.
4: Look, we're at a pivotal point, right? With December 15th coming up. Like, I think I was reading a stat, stat that Bobby Mark said, you know, 88 or 89% of the players in the league can be traded. Here is the question for the Golden State Warriors, right? you either you have to choose one either you're going to have a young core that you're going to say hey look this young core of assets we have off the bench they are the future of our organization or you're going to say bob myers who once again is without a contract moving forward after this year they have not settled on the contract decision time do you go all in for steph playing at an all-time high level steph curry this year has had a better season than he had last year. That's the level that Steph is playing at. So does Bob Myers' decision time for him and Joe Lakeup. do you go all in and bring in some more veteran pieces that actually can help this older core win another championship in this window the next two years? Or do you stick to that other path of saying we're building for the future? We're going to – Got to choose one.
2: We're we're going to – We're building. Back. We're going to get back to football. and And when the story of this season and last season is written – Eventually, what happens, whatever happens, part of the story will be Draymond's Superman punch on Jordan Poole. And what happened to a team after that? The team, eat, because that will be correlated key. I'm not saying it caused it, but world I'm champions
3: just, to a 500 laughing. team it's that can't win good. on the road. <laughs>
8: nah.
4: I don't know if it's so much that. I, I, I think know, it's Bax a lot, a lot Bax. of Bax. other things. You're
2: wondering what the chemistry was going to be. I love that. You're behaving Bax. like a young team. He <laughs> knows what I'm up to. We're going to take your calls on Jalen Hurts and Micah Parsons. Plus, is the NFL MVP... Jalen Hurts is to lose Keyshawn J. Will and Max. From your radio to
1: your smart speaker and phone.
2: Now playing ESPN Radio.
1: Or watch on ESPN 2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN 2.
2: We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
6: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the
0: ones who get it done. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base.
2: jay will and max michael parsons was on mom miller's podcast and said my mvp is it really hurts or is it the team
4: i like that michael parsons came out and said what time it is now i've seen him kind of backtrack it don't backtrack it this is a division rival i don't need to
3: like you i'm trying to beat your head in michael parsons probably should be worried about the jaguars right about now and not worrying that's key about to politicians the philadelphia, that's philadelphia not, eagles this early two weeks in advance
2: John J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, 888-SAY-ESPN, Casey in Michigan, you're on. What
4: up, case
5: Casey, Can y'all hear me? What yeah, up, we got gotcha. you. All right, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? morning, morning. Yeah, I think between the three of you guys, you guys, for the most part, get it right. So, Jay, I'm with you, and I kind of want to hear that trash talk yes. a little bit before a, a rivalry game. Let's get back to that, you know, having those rivalries of the 80s and 90s. Uh, Key and Max, I think between the two of you guys, like what Parsons was saying is that it's a collective unit, the Eagles. I don't think he's really questioning the talent of Jalen Hurts. He's just saying them as a whole are a formidable opponent. And to Max's uh, point for the most part, forgive me guys, I'm in the gym trying to catch my breath, Mm -hmm. but uh, for the most part um, Jalen is doing this thing, but you know he's doing more with more versus somebody like Mahomes who does more with less.
2: Yep, I really think the more you guys talk, like when Key you said that thing about they ran right at him, I think he's it's it's the old thing where you know oh as long as he doesn't move around I'll beat him up, right you know I'll beat him in a fight. Well, but that's what he does, move. Your job is to stop him from moving. So it's like Mike is like, man, is it really Jalen? Because when they beat us, they were running at me. It uh, wasn't Jalen throwing the ball.
4: But that's but, exactly what, what, my point, though, Keith. I, I was going to say, like, yo, I'm, I'm on the field to show that I am better than you. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what I've been doing this since I've been a little-ass kid. I am better than you are. And you, you're going to recognize that when we're on the field or when we're on the court. So for me, even if he's not show, what? who cares if he is showing slight? To Jalen Hurts. Who cares if Jalen Hurts is in the MVP conversation? Who You've only been doing this for one year at a very high level. Can you do this for multiple years? Can you do this in the game where it matters the most? So what if I question that? Prove me wrong.
3: Cool. I mean, he did, he did help lead his team to the playoffs in his first full year as a starter. True. Good. I mean, good for I, him. I, I, I just, you know, no when you say Brown. he's done it for one year, I mean, it's not like Michael Parsons has been in the league 10 years either. Michael Parsons has been balling since he started. Jalen Hurts has been balling since he started. Now, it's not about whether or not you want to have some go back and forward with your opponent on doing rivalry week or whatever. We're talking about 14 days or whatever it is. We're talking about two games from now. We're not talking about the week of. We're not talking about three days leading up to. We're talking about two weeks from now you're talking about somebody. You should be talking about Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, oh, Kristen Kirk. You should be talking about them. All i know not is talking I, about the Philadelphia
2: Eagles.
4: All I know is, Key, at the beginning of the year, when I get the schedule, we all do it. We go down to that one
2: game like, yeah, that game's going to be live. By the way, you do the, do thing, you, you do the same thing, Key. You circled Eagles at Cowboys. Hey, Courtney Cronin, ESPN Bears reporter and ESPN host, is with us now. What do you think, Courtney, about what Parsons had to say uh, about Hurts?
7: That's the knock on Jalen Hurts this year—that he's got like the most complete team around him. That everything, all the circumstances are perfect. So of course he's you know doing what he does. But I think that's kind of short-sighted because does all of that equate to being first in passer rating, first in interception percentage, first in rushing touchdowns, top three in total TDs? I think that the growth of this quarterback being put in the right circumstances where you go back to, like, week eight last year. His MVP campaign started when they decided they wanted to become a more balanced team and start running the ball. And that's fine. But, like, all that Jalen Hurts does, like, if if you want to take away his threat to pass – he's going to run 100 yards on you in the first quarter the way he did against Green Bay. If you want to challenge him, he's going to throw 380 on you the way he did against the Titans. And then what he did last week, leading them to put up nearly 50 on a division rival, I think that a complete team certainly helps. And the knock is that, you know, well, Patrick Mahomes is doing more with less. Like, I, you got to look at the whole body of work. So that, to me, is why I put Jalen Hurts in, in the top spot over Mahomes in our last MVP poll that came out yesterday.
2: Got it. We're watching. We're looking at a graphic right now. Top NFL MVP candidates, Mahomes dusting the field in QBR, 78, eight points higher than Hurts, Burrow 10 points. Lower than, than, than Hertz at 60. He's in third place. And then Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa. Okay. Those are the top five candidates through week 14. A group of ESPN analysts vote on the top players in the MVP race using Heisman Trophy-esque scaling for each ranking to determine how the field stacks up. Courtney, tell us about it, please.
7: Yeah, so it's a straw poll. Um, I'm not sure if anybody actually has an actual MVP vote. I know I don't, but there's 14 of us. So the way that it broke down this time was nine first-place votes went to Patrick Mahomes, which is why he's number one still in our voting, and five for Jalen Hurts. And I think the case for Mahomes, at least in my mind, why I didn't vote him first is it's, it's these last three weeks where Jalen Hurts is accounting for 123 points. Like, the, you know, the, the stretch that they've been in and what he's orchestrated here, that's pretty significant because he did it against the Packers, the Titans, and the Giants. And on top of that, the interceptions aren't there. Like Patrick Mahomes just threw three touchdowns, but he also tossed three interceptions against a team that should have never been in the game against again Denver. So that's what I look at as far as like the little things that are gonna decide what this race looks like down the stretch. But I think this is a two this is a two quarterback race. It's a quarterback award first and foremost. That's yeah. I've been doing the M V P poll and writing up our our you know kind of where things stand since 2019 this is always the way that it pans out to me the only guy who's on the outside looking in is joe burrow at this point so maybe he makes a push for it down the stretch but right now it's a two-person race
4: court courtney i I wanted to just challenge you for a second on this one because at the beginning of the season when lamar jackson was playing out of his mind the, the argument was used for lamar by so many different people like look what he's playing with Look how he's operating. Like, he's – you know, it's Rashad Bateman and company. Like, they're out here trying to find different wide receivers, and he's making a lot more out of nothing. And But now, all of a sudden, it's like that. that is – and I'm not saying that Patrick Williams doesn't have anything. He has Travis Kelsey and he has a lot of other pieces of talent around. But when you lose one of your best wide receivers and Tyreek Hill, who then goes to Miami, who's having a phenomenal year, like, that's a pretty big weapon, and you're still at the top of a conference in which you've dominated – don't you feel like it's his to be taken away? And and I get that Jalen hurts. Like I've never been one of these guys. Like hey, because you have AJ Brown, it takes you out of the equation. I've heard people use that against Josh Allen as well. Like well, he has Stefon Diggs, and you know, like I, I still he's in the conversation. But isn't it Patrick Mahomes' award to lose before we just sit here and say it's Jalen Hurts?
7: I think this also boils down to – it's kind of like like the Heisman. like That's our our voting strategy here. Sometimes we look at this like best player on the best team. And that's, that's great because it's the same thing with Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And I don't think it helps Mahomes' case if the Chiefs aren't the number one seed in the AFC. Like if, if everything starts today, they're number two behind Buffalo and the Eagles are the number one seed in the NFC. I think that plays into how some people vote for this. But, Jay, to your point, like Tyreek Hill leaving – and all that they've had to do to become a team that utilizes its running backs in the passing game, utilizes its tight ends more, the adaptability of Patrick Mahomes, I think is why, first off, I mean, he he does things that no other quarterback can do. And I mean, that's truly, it's something I think that separates him in the overall field and especially in the eyes of people who are looking at the body of work and what he does to lift his team to where they're at. But... Hit, the way he's adapted, I mean, the QBR stat's a great one because he and Tua this year have been back and forth one and two, and you can see the effect that Tyreek Hill has had on helping Tua get there. Patrick Mahomes can stay in his lane, as you know, the the stat that Max just mentioned, where he's number one in QBR, and he doesn't need a you know his top receiver from the last couple seasons to do that. So, the, if you do make the case that it's his award to lose, I think it's that you see where the drop off hasn't been in, in terms Whereas of the Courtney, passing game. Game.
2: Courtney, for every other quarterback that has either gained a top wide out or lost one, there's a dramatic difference in their performance, except for Mahomes.
7: Yeah, and I mean, you can look at Jalen Hurts, too. I mean, bringing it to the point of bringing in A.J. Brown this year and what that's done for him, that's helped a lot. I just think these last couple weeks, like where you're seeing the shift happen is based on – these last three weeks, particularly for someone like Jalen Hurts, I mean, he's put up nearly a thousand yards of, of total offense since since that Green Bay game, and and that's impressive. And and just the fact that he only has three interceptions on the season to 32 touchdowns, like you're seeing a shift for him too, where those numbers matter. When you, when the race is this close between two quarterbacks, you're going to be looking at the overall package here of stats and 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 where where this stuff is happening. Because the Chiefs lost to the Bengals. And Mahomes had an okay game. He didn't account for, like, that much offense. But then following it up the next week, three touchdowns, three interceptions, I think you're looking at a shift there because of what Jalen Hurts. Like, there there really hasn't been any drop-off for Hurts these last three weeks, only an ascension.
3: I'm glad that you mentioned, Courtney, that it's a two-quarterback race, right? I've always said it's a, it's basically whoever's at the top and then the number two guy can catch him if they slip. Anybody three, four, and five – it, it it's just not gonna happen that way. And and many people have talked about Patrick Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill in his numbers would still be Basically the same. They're just doing it a different way. There isn't the splash plays. There's not the scramble around 50-yard, heave-in-the-air touchdowns. There's more about methodical moving the football down the field, using Juju Smith, similar to a tight end like Kelsey, where they got basically two guys working the middle of the field and miko Hartman on the outside perimeter, and then they add McKinney into the lineup. He is not doing, you know, everybody's saying he's doing what he's doing because he has less talent than Jalen Hurts. There's not less talent than Jalen Hurts. They're just doing it differently. Exactly. And and when you do it differently, they don't have the name recognition at the receiver position, so to speak. There's no A.J. Brown signature on the perimeter, right? There is no Devontae Smith signature on the perimeter. But the guys that he does have aren't drop-offs to the point of no return. And the reason I think Jalen Hurts gets the nod, in my opinion, is one – you look at his numbers statistically, very clean across the board, been very consistent. He's been the most consistent quarterback this year, as far as I can see. And then when you look at the record, they lost one game. They've lost one game. They probably will only lose one more, probably most likely to the Cowboys. They'll have the number one seed. And he's only in his second year as a full time starter. He continues to develop, he continues to keep getting better. A year ago, he led his team to a, to a playoff. Uh, appearance against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first year as a full-time starter and has not dropped off; has only gotten better. And Patrick Mahomes, there's no question that he'll be right there, and it'll go all the way down to the last game or so before the voters make a decision. I'm sure if they haven't already made up their mind right now, in the way it looks. So, I, I, my vote is for Jalen Hurts at this moment in time. It could change two weeks from now if Jalen Hurts all of a sudden has a Dog game and Patrick Mahomes has a tremendous game. Hey guys,
2: let's talk about the games left on the schedule. Jay,
4: yeah. So Courtney, I'm sitting here looking about the the Eagles and Kansas City, right? So Kansas City down the stretch at Texans, Seahawks at home, Broncos at home, at Raiders. Eagles down the stretch at Bears, at Cowboys, Saints, and Giants. Now you can say, hey Jay, where's the difference, man? Christmas Eve. Mm. Like this whole Micah Parsons, him talking a little trash, how Jalen Hurts handles that, more focus on the Bears, the MVP conversation. That's the MVP like, game the, right the MVP there. Thing, <laughs> the MVP award will be decided on Christmas Eve. If Jalen Hurts balls out mm-hmm. against the Cowboys and plays at a high
2: level, that is his signature moment down and the it to stretch him. where Patrick Mahomes does not Whereas have if Micah Parsons goes and gets him two, three times and the Cowboys win – that that probably takes it. I think Jay is right, guys. I think it's going to come down to the Christmas Eve game. So you know, like this is the game, Courtney, that Micah's <laughs> Micah's yeah. really focused on already.
7: Yeah, no, I mean it's a division rival, and it's a it's again if he if he doesn't do anything the way he did the way he performed against the Giants and and the Titans and the Packers, then that's probably going to decide things because. You know he he'll gain steam this week because they play the Chicago Bears and that's going to be you know, that's a bye week for them effectively at this point and all that he's done up until this point I don't see a drop off there. Mahomes' schedule is easy the rest of the way. Like looking at what you guys just mentioned, the next four weeks there is no signature moment that I think Mahomes could potentially have there unless he just has like a you know a 380 yard passing day like Jalen Hurts already had. But Hurts has already had multiple MVP moments. That's what I'm trying to get at here. You cap it off with one against a division rival and stay in the driver's seat for, you know, a home field advantage throughout the postseason and lock up, you know, everything there, then then absolutely it's decided on Christmas Eve.
2: Courtney Crone, an ESPN Bears reporter and ESPN radio host. Thanks as always, Courtney.
7: Thank you, guys. Take care. Thanks,
2: that Courtney. is, guys, in the regular season, Jay, you're 100% right. That Christmas Eve game, Eagles-Cowboys, that's the Super Bowl of the regular season. That's going to be the highest profile game played at the highest level in the best division between the two best teams with the quarterback who's the best quarterback in the NFC this year against the best defensive player in football. Mm. Like who's talking about the quarterback and then the left tackle weighs in. That is the Super Bowl. You're right, Jay, of the regular season. Chris in Delaware. You're on with Keyshawn J. Max. Hey,
8: Max. How are you doing? Good. Chris, what you got? Uh, you should have stayed on around the horn. You were the best of the best.
2: Well, anyway, what I, us, this, what I wanted to
8: say I wanted to talk about was uh, Jalen Hurts is not the typical quarterback uh, per se. In other words, when he drops back in the pocket, like maybe another uh, quarterback, running quarterback, like Her- hey bear from uh, the Chargers or jo- uh, Josh Kelly, uh, when the defense, uh, the safeties all drop back into zone and the and the linebackers all drop back into the zone, and, and nobody's open, and they run up the middle for 12 yards. Okay, any quarterback can do that. Jalen Hurts is like a running back. In other words, when he, when he fakes the handoff on the, on the run-pass option to Miles Sanders and goes, goes around the corner, once he crosses the line of scrimmage, he becomes a running back. In other words, he jukes people. He, he has speed. He jukes linebackers. He jukes cornerbacks. He jukes
2: safeties. Key, I get. Key, I. I know what he. I know what he's talking about. Remember yesterday we were talking about how, like, to me it looks different when Jalen Hurts runs. It's more compact and athletic. You know, like Josh Allen's a big running guy, and but like I worry about it. Say even Lamar and Lamar is like the best runner ever, but I agree it looks more like a running back when Hurts is in the in the open field. You know.
3: Yeah, and he, he turns into a running back is what it is. And and I've been saying that for Lord knows how long uh, over the last several months. He turns into a running back. He runs to run where most quarterbacks run just to get out of harm's way. He's a little bit different like a Lamar, like a Cam Newton used to be. Those are the type of guys that, you know, are dangerous, and you have to account for them, and sometimes you don't. It's almost like you have to have an extra player on the field. Mm-hmm. You have to have 12 guys on the field to account for his legs.
2: Yep. Well, I mean, Micah Parsons is like the 11th and 12th guy, I guess. That's your extra guy. That's why I love that matchup. Carl in Ohio. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio.
5: Wrong, wrong, wrong. It's Joe Thurrow. Joe Joe Burrow is the candidate that you guys are sleeping on. That is the guy who has beat Patrick Mahomes. And if you look, that Christmas Eve game, that sounds cute that the Cowboys and Eagles are going to do. But that's not it. The game is Joe Burrow, Josh Allen. And then the oh, next week, oh. he's got to go through Lamar Jackson when he comes back. He so, just ran the gauntlet. He's beaten all the best this year Carl, on a five got, game winning streak. You got oh, a, a point, man.
3: You it's got, you got, at Buck, you got,
4: for the Bengals, you got, at, I mean, they did just beat Kansas City. You got at Bucks, right? Tom Brady, another pelt on the wall. You oh. got Bill Belichick, that's a pelt on the wall, right? And then you got Josh Allen at home.
2: By the way, he's right. Key Jay, and Lamar Jackson comes back. Jay was comparing like the opportunity uh. to shine in front of the entire country between uh, uh, Mahomes and Hurts, right? Because they're number one and two, but Burrow in the odds is number three now. Burrow has beaten Mahomes, and Jay's right. The narrative, the storylines of Burrow's matchups, key—they're all big.
3: Yeah, they, he, he's done a tremendous job at getting there, but he's not going to catch Patrick Mahomes if Patrick Mahomes stays at the top. And he's probably not going to catch Jalen Hurts if Jalen Hurts goes past him because right now that game against Josh Allen and Buffalo is certainly going to be something to watch and see. But one guy's three and four. It ain't one and two. Three and four ain't going to be the same as one and two. People aren't talking about Josh Allen and Buffalo the same way they do about the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. When you go to watch that Christmas Day game against the Dallas Cowboys, because it's the Dallas Cowboys, those ratings are going to be sky high. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati and Buffalo's ratings, not sky high. But if high.
2: Mahomes wins that game, let's just say – and by the way, Josh Allen, don't forget, some guys have so much talent. Like Josh Allen is a machine. He's huge. He's fast. He's like the biggest star of ever, all this kind of stuff, that even in a loss, if it's a high-scoring game in Buffalo, Cincinnati, could easily be. I don't care where it is, Right. Like he lost game, to Mahomes in the playoffs, his it's stock went up. In Cincy, right? His, his, but his stock went up when he lost to Mahomes in the playoffs because it was obvious how great he was, right? I'm just saying, key. If it like if if it if Jalen Hurts stumbles a little bit, and it winds up being Mahomes and Burrow because Burrow has beaten Mahomes head to head, and Mahomes has never beaten him in his in their careers so far, because he's the defending AFC champ. If he takes care of Josh Allen, that's distant, but and Max, and Bill
3: Belichick. That's in distant memory, though. It's not today. J- I, that, they're not going to go back and look from five games ago. You know, they they just – that's not what they're going But do. by so the we're, end we're of the season, it's of them.
4: So Cincinnati's 9-4, and four, right? Let's say Kansas City stumbles a game down the stretch. Let's say Cincinnati wins out. And let's say Dallas, Micah Parsons has a field day on on Jalen Hurts, right?
0: Yeah. I, I, Burrow could be in right it. It's right there. Burrow
4: could, he, he could be in it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying he'll win over Patrick Mahomes, but I mean – he does have all that stuff. So, that you could Josh, just made so
2: could Josh Allen, by the way, because he had all the preseason hype. He lived up to it week one. And, then they win and the even AFC, though they win the AFC, yeah, if he stumbles a little, okay. But, but what are know, people going to remember, remember if he finishes? But you know huge?
3: What's hurting? You know what's hurting Josh Allen though. Hmm. Late game interception. Yeah, no, no Josh doubt. Allen. I'm that's saying, but in there's the enough mind time. People, even though it doesn't. I mean, at the end of the day, they're still in the lead. They're still fighting the whole deal. That late game interceptions is hurting him.
2: No doubt. Right now, if it ended now, there's no Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. It's Mahomes or Hurts. I'm saying it
3: without
4: Jamar
2: Chase and Joe Mixon, they've been hurt a lot. Three or four weeks. How many more games Buffalo have? Four more. If Josh Allen could win MVP, like if Josh Allen has four great mm-hmm. games, he could do it because they'll win the conference. He'll have beaten Burrow. He beat Mahomes head to head. He'll have huge number. I'm just Max, saying this thing ain't not over yet. Happen. Hey, if Mike White struggles against Detroit, with
1: Salah bench him? Listen to Keyshawn J. Will and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are.